whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Rowley, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today it is Kit and Cynthia, a solo episode for you guys. And we are just going to be doing a little bit of a life update. I feel like we haven't caught up with you guys in a while. Any personal news we have, we want to update you guys on. And we want to talk about our current thoughts on the Ageless pillars. So mental health, physical health, beauty, career, etc. We want to get into all of these things and kind of give you guys a little download. So we hope you guys love this episode and let's jump right in. Mommy, maybe you can talk about work updates, any New York Fashion Week things, just anything we've missed. Yeah, well, this Fashion Week was kind of the most disruptive and long time coming as far as the way I feel. I've always thought for years, like how ironic it is that we're in an industry that's all about newness and cutting edge and like putting out the freshest ideas. And yet we present our work in the same format that literally has been happening since the forties or fifties. And so I love that there was this reset and that people thought about new ways to present their work. And for us, we did a video, we did still shots, and I really wanted to capture the moment that is happening right now in New York City that I think will hopefully never happen again or won't happen for a long time. And that is all the outdoor dining And the way that these small businesses and restaurants just, you know, rallied and really built these outdoor seating areas and scraped together maybe money that maybe they didn't have or, you know, because all these restaurants, all these eating establishments were closed for months and months, which must have been just crushing them. And so we shot out on the streets of New York with a band that I found wandering around the West Village that they were playing and and they formed during COVID. And so they sort of rallied and it just, I just wanted to capture that this moment of New York strong and everyone getting out there in the strongest way they could. I love that video. And if you guys haven't seen it already, you definitely should go on Instagram and YouTube and check it out. It definitely captures the energy of New York right now, which is not lost. And it just makes me love my city even more seeing how we have all come together. And, you know, it's horrible that some New York restaurants have closed during this time of financial crisis, but others have really pulled through and made the best of the circumstances that we've all been put in. And we will see how that all goes. It's definitely going to be 
a huge savior for a lot of these establishments as well. So that was awesome. I just think that, you know, with every hardship, you should always kind of think, what's the upside to this? Is there some way that we can create an opportunity? Is there some way that we can be optimistic about this? And so... Where's the silver Yeah, lining? exactly. And that's that's what our film was about. But also, I just think that's a great way to think about to think about life. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely <laughs> your optimism coming through for sure. Some updates for you guys on my end. I don't think I've said this anywhere on Instagram, YouTube here, but I actually decided to take the semester off from NYU. So if you guys don't know, I'm actually in Gallatin at NYU, which is our School of Individualized Study, which means that I get to name and create my major. Instead of doing a thesis essay or a collection of research at the end of my college career, I do a colloquium which is basically this huge presentation of all the work that I've done on my major. And it's in front of the dean of Gallatin and some of my advisors and some head people at Gallatin. And so that is actually happening next semester. And so because of COVID and classes moving online, I decided to take the semester off because I wanted to really think about what I wanted to get out of my colloquium, how to best prepare for it, the classes that I wanted to take in my final semesters at NYU. And I thought, you know, I never took a gap year going into college. I never took an abroad trip or anything like that. And so I've really been in school since pre-K. Like I've never had a break from that schedule. And before I really took advantage of this super unique program at NYU, I wanted to take a step back and reflect and think about really how to just maximize my, my education at NYU and really think about what I wanted from my colloquium. It is not going to change my graduation date too much because I'm actually doing J term in January. Next semester, I'll do my colloquium and then I will take a few summer classes this coming summer and graduate. So yeah, that's, I guess, some big personal news for you guys. Yeah, I think maybe we can transition here a little bit and talk about the ageless pillar. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but a few weeks ago, we actually did a interview with Forbes about the podcast and everything. And we really, we dove into our pillars, which are relationships, mental health, physical health, beauty, career, et cetera. We kind of wanted to do a little deep dive here with you guys because I know we've never done this before and just talk about our philosophies in those areas at the moment. Personally, mine are ever-changing as you know. we do more episodes and we learn from 
our guests in all of these categories. Mine are constantly evolving. So I think that's important to say, but this is our thoughts right now. So maybe we can start in the career category and mama, you could touch on just, I guess, your general philosophies about your career right now, fashion in general, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I think I can, I've had many revelations recently and I'm very happy about everything that's happening. So one thing is, you know, with this last fashion week, everything we showed is available to purchase within the next two months. So this is another thing that I always felt was broken and that needed to be fixed, but there was, it almost seemed like, you know, you're in this like grind and it's, it was too hard to fix. And now we did it. It it just, the idea that you're showing something that nobody can have for six months seemed crazy to me. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, we're able to show something and almost simultaneously, you can actually have access to it. So that was a big thing. And then I think generally also, I, I think another thing that was broken in the fashion industry is that there's a lot of waste and it's really terrible. And in my own little way, we sort of have had to deal with that and figure it out. And so we started making all of our products in small quantities. So we make smaller quantities and either if it started to sell out quickly, replenish and then replenish again and replenish again. And that way there's absolutely no waste. You don't end up putting things on sale because you, you have excess inventory. And the whole thing for me has been to be able to control your inventory. And that way, you know, it's a much more sustainable proposition where you really have little to no waste. So that Mm -hmm. was important. And then the other thing that is really, really fun and really exciting for me as a creator is that I just feel like there's a different products now that that people want to see. There's different categories and different things that are important in life, you know, and that things that you're thinking about, like I really have been thinking much more about home because obviously we're spending more time at home. And so I just was like, let's make some tabletop things. Let's make yoga mats. Let's, we're thinking about fitness. We're thinking about, you know, and so like all these things where there used to be I feel like some sort of like creative barrier, you know, where it was like, oh, well, you're in fashion, so you can only do clothes. And then, you know, we branched out to do surf and swim and then fitness and that. And then it sort of now seems like anything goes like our, I mean, our roller skates and our, you know, we're going to start doing skateboards. I think just being able to have like this sort of freedom to react to what the universe is sending us as far as mm-hmm. lifestyle and and to be able to be creative in a more relevant way i think is really important instead mm-hmm. of like 
you know, there's like a huge ego involved in fashion where it's like, well, I'm going to put out this collection and it's going to look like this. And then people are going to buy it. Well, actually, no, you know, instead of me thinking I am going to create what I want to create. No, it's like, I'm going to make something that I hope that is based on what our audience is telling us, you know, what we're learning from our Mm. customers and from the people around us that it's really, I'm just here to serve, serve the people, serve their needs and hopefully just put it through my own filter and do it in a way that is thoughtful and sustainable and joyous and pretty and colorful and, and all that. So it's a different way to think about the industry. So that's all I have to say Mm. about that (laughs) kind of a lot, but I mean, it's, it really was like a huge, huge change and still, it's still changing and it's still like evolving and we're trying to react to things quickly and not planning anything more than a three months out is our strategy. And, and that's it. Who knows? We don't know. So Mm -hmm. the more nimble we can be, the more progressive and listening and in the moment we can be, that's what we're doing as a brand. Yeah. I love that. I think that flexibility is such a important skill for any business to have right now, just because the future is so unpredictable at the moment. Yeah. I mean, how could you possibly be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to show this collection, but I'm just going to show this because it's like a crapshoot. It's really like rolling the dice and saying, this is what I think the world is going to be like in six months. But really? Who has any idea? Nobody yeah. has any idea. So just yeah. do what you can as as far as a month, two months, maybe yeah. three, and that's it. I mean, realistically, six months ago, we thought we were going to be out of quarantine in 14 days. Think about uh, how much longer six months actually is now. It's well, that's crazy. why I just can't I, plan. I'm happy that you took a little bit of a gap in school just because I think it's like, there's no race to the finish line. And especially, I don't you think like now kids that are your age, you're already doing some form of what you're going to be doing when you finish. So like, I mean, unless you're in a profession that is obviously like medicine or law or something, Mm -hmm. you know, but for a lot of people, why not? take this time to even concentrate more on your own thoughts and your own, your, you know, your own work and developing that and then go back to school with that, with that time to think and time to sort of sort things out a little bit more. I Mm -hmm. I think it's great. My thoughts on career right now are definitely, they follow that line. I think that as I was touching on earlier, I just feel like I'm, I was constantly, I've never had a break from school. I've constantly been rushing towards this finish line and everything that's happened in the past year, everything with COVID and just, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything has just made me 
be so grateful for many things and say like, hey, Kit, you have the opportunity to take a step back. So why not use this time to reflect? And I feel so lucky to be able to do that reflection time and just take myself out of that race for a semester. Like a semester is so short in the scheme of life. And if I feel like it will make my entire college experience more fruitful and beneficial, why not do it? And I think also like in terms of career overall, I guess what I've been thinking lately is that I've always had this, like I've always desired a plan for my career. I often say like, I wish I was just a law major or, you know, (laughs) I wish I was like in the dental school or whatever, because (laughs) I just think that you're given these classes, you graduate, you do your residency, you apply for a job and you get it and you're in that job and there's this sense of security. But my interests lie in media and in fashion and in the social realm. And I just think that that is so unpredictable. And I just think that I'm going to have to be so much more multifaceted in my career than I had thought I had to be prior. I'm just ready to take opportunities as they come and be flexible, as you're saying, and be able to pivot. And yeah, I just think like taking things as they come and opportunities as they come is something that I've learned to be way more open to in the past few months. I think it's a weird time right now where we have no control over so many things, like absolutely no control. Mm -hmm. And yet that creates kind of unusual opportunities that you really have to harness control over. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a weird time where, because everything has been upended. It also is an opening to disrupt and do things in a different way and kind of like forge your own path. So it's pretty exciting. I don't know. I, I mean, it's terrible and it's hard and it's, you know, but I think it also can make us think about priorities and new ways of doing things and, and opportunity. Well, one area where I feel like I've been able to actually take control of is in the beauty realm. We were talking about how there's so many services in beauty that you used to really rely on an outside or a third party to like get done. And Now, I think a lot of people like with the rise in home beauty have really taken over that field and taken control. Mama, maybe you could talk about your hair routine and a little bit of your thoughts on beauty generally right now. I mean, I'm very low maintenance, I guess is the easiest way to say. You know, I've always been a DIY kind of beauty girl. So I've always done my own hair and But since now everyone's in the same DIY boat and also I think people are thinking about the pandemic as also opportunity to 
introduce new products, I've actually found that there's a lot more choices in the DIY beauty world. So, you know, I used to, my hair would only be out of, out of a box dye. And now there's a lot of great companies making kits that I think are really almost professional level kit hair kits. So, and I've tried a few and I I think it's really, they really work. I think it's really great. Although we did have a little situation, right? When I tried to bleach your roots. Oh yeah. That was so bad. Guys, I can add color. I can't take it away. That's, that's my, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Like I'm all for the box dyes. If you are ballsy and want to try a box dye, go for it. But bleach should not be sold (laughs) over the counter. (laughs) No, 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 no. Please don't. That was a disaster. I admit it. That was a disaster. Any products, anything else that you're loving in the beauty category? Again, being sort of low maintenance, but also now that we're at the tail end of summer into fall, I really fell in love with a product that I learned about on one of our podcasts with Jean Godfrey June. It's Waleda Moisturizer and it really works. The skin food one, guys. Skin food. In the green tube. Yeah. So good. I'm still using Sharpie, but I'm trying to get more grown up about my eyeliner and other things like that. But isn't it funny that like I haven't put on lipstick since March because it gets in your mask? Well, in terms of beauty thoughts for me, I definitely relate to what you're saying about kind of taking your beauty back into the home. And I've seen that with a lot of nail care companies actually like static nails. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but they're stick on nails taken to like the next level and they're all gorgeous and like so well shaped and beautiful. And then bought the Dyson Complete Airwrap set that is just like bringing the salon and the blowout into your home. So I definitely relate to that. And then in terms of products, I just started using the Dr. Sturm eye cream, which I have been loving. I put it under my eyes and then I use the excess for my lips, which is actually, if you didn't know, the eye bags and the lips are very similar skin types. So using the same product is actually pretty good. And then also Dr. Rogers face wash is what is the face wash that I have been loving lately. They're an all clean company. I've talked about the lip balm from Dr. Rogers, which I've sort of replaced my addiction with a Dr. Rogers lip balm addiction. But yeah, this whole company never leave without your aquaphor. And or like if you we were in the car, we were anywhere, and you'd be like, Where's my aquaphor? Where's my aqua? Remember that? Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) what it's like living with eczema. So yeah, but I've honestly found that like using the Dr. Rogers is way better because 
I'm not positive about this, but I think Aquaphor has some chemicals in it that are probably very bad for people with eczema and dry skin. So definitely check out Dr. Rogers. And then also I wanted to mention in the beauty category, I just got my eye bag filler redone by my mom and I's dermatologist, Cheryl Karcher. And she is at Center Aesthetic in New York City. So if you guys are ever interested in any sort of injectable filler, whatever, you should definitely check out Cheryl. She's the best. Very natural look. I just love my eye bags are just so much better with a little help from Cheryl. Wait, can I just say, you know, did you know this kit? I met Cheryl in 1999, right after I gave birth to you. And I had all these spider veins from carrying, you know, the weight, the pregnancy weight on the back of my knees. And somebody said, go see Cheryl Karcher. She can remove all those. And I went to her office and literally in like 10 minutes, she injected a little something in the back of each knee gone and they've never come back. So that's how I first met her. And then basically she's, she's my go-to. Now she's been with us for 21 years, I guess. So (laughs) that's an attempt to, to how awesome she is. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your thoughts and philosophies in the physical health category right now. Well, when we were in quarantine, when we were at our house and I was working completely remotely, I found that that it was much easier to incorporate fitness into my day. And maybe it was because there wasn't that getting all dressed up, commuting in whatever way to get to my office. And for some reason, it just felt like it was easier to incorporate into the day. And then when you start to see the benefits of that and how much better you feel when you're doing a little workout each day, it's really hard to give it up. And as we've gone back into the studio and we're all working again, I've had to really... Socially distance and with masks, of course. Of course. And in smaller staff. And with a rotating team. Yeah. Yeah. But I found that I still need to incorporate that into... It was just interesting, like having that time and, and being able to focus on more on fitness. And I mean, Kitty Boo, you totally inspired me always in that regard that, you know, you're so disciplined with your fitness that I couldn't help but like join the, join the fitness team in our house. So um, I really got more into it, but now I've had to incorporate it into my day. So I always ride a city bike both ways to work. I try to do a little something in between and I actually just had a little surf right now, this today and yesterday, a couple hours, as long as I can get out there and do something each day. I think that's, that's what I've learned. Makes me feel better, but you're very disciplined. So. I mean, I, my relationship with physical health and fitness is definitely constantly evolving just because I am someone who works out every day. 
And so I need that constant newness of, of trends, you know, whether it be this month, I'm super into hit next month. I might be into long walks, you know, the following, I am just doing Pilates or whatever it is. I think that sometimes I get in these ruts and I'm definitely feeling that a little bit now where I'm like, okay, I've kind of been doing this weightlifting thing for a while. And it's definitely helped me so much in terms of like, you guys DM me a lot about like body goals and having these fitness goals. I think that weightlifting has really helped me achieve more of the physical goals that I have been looking for for a while, you know, growing my butt a little bit, growing my shoulders and my biceps and everything, which is, I think it's great to have those goals. A lot of people say that you should only have, you know, mental health goals with fitness, but I think physical goals can be huge drivers. Yeah. I mean, I've loved weightlifting, but I'm definitely feeling like, okay, what's next for me? What am I going to get inspired by? And that goes for physical health in terms of my eating and my nutrition and everything. I think I'm like, I love my easy paleo recipes that I'm always posting and stuff like that. But it's definitely like, I need a constant rotating inspiration board just to keep things fresh. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I have one question though, that I'm wondering if other people are feeling this way, but pre-COVID, a lot of my fitness stuff was, had like a social aspect to it. And that was my motivation. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, we're all going to go do a cycling class. We're all going to do a weight class. We're all going to do whatever kind of class. And Mm -hmm. without that social aspect, I'm wondering if other people find it harder to be motivated. Because I I think that was, that seems like the most, to me, like the biggest hurdle to get over now. Yeah. I mean, I definitely face that and I still struggle with that now. But I think, well, one thing I've been doing, which I might've mentioned this already somewhere across the platforms, but one thing that I've been loving to do is I will have a workout up on my computer and then I'll FaceTime a friend on my phone and we can watch the workout video at the same time and do it together while FaceTiming. So it's kind of like you get, like you're working out with a friend, even if you're not actually physically with them. And especially for friends who are like quarantined in other, you know, cities or other parts of the country, like it's a great way to connect and kind of motivate each other. So yeah, that's important. I, I need that. I need to have the, maybe it's peer pressure, but I, I need to have other people to support and motivate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's cover the last pillar we have here, which is mental health. And yeah, let's wrap it up with that. How are you feeling in that category? I mean, I think don't fight the universe is like, that's my new mantra. It's really something that, you know, you spend, or at least for me, I've spent so much of my life trying to get to a place where I'm in control. I can do what I need to do and, and, and make moves and whatever. But you know what? 
that's all gone. And now it's a, it's an adjustment mentally to be able to let go and let, let the Mm -hmm. universe guide you. And to an extent, I think it's just like a new way to it. For me, it's a new and I think healthier way to live your life. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I can relate to that. Definitely. I think in the mental health category, as you guys know, I started therapy in quarantine and I really feel like the emotional work that I have done over the past six months has been completely life-changing to me. And I know for you guys that follow me on Instagram, I post a lot about therapy updates. And I think it's so important to be open about these things. And definitely I can relate to the relinquishing control aspect. I think that was like a huge issue for me and really prohibited me from being open in friendships and in relationships and letting my walls down. I think I was like trying to live this fuckboy lifestyle to try and protect my heart. And it is the type of thing where you kind of have to, you have to jump in sometimes and, and let go in order to find happiness. Because I think I was kind of living at, in a neutral state before because I was, people always say like, you can't feel the highs unless you feel the lows. And I was, you know, white knuckling myself so hard in life to try and not feel the lows that I wasn't able to really feel the highs either. I just think that being able to open myself to vulnerability and being more intuitive with my emotions has allowed me to build stronger connections with the people in my life and work on this journey towards finding purpose, if you want to say that. I mean, it sounds corny, but like in order to find out what really brings me joy and what my purpose is in this life, I think that I have to be able to let opportunities come my way and face them day by day and kind of just take things as they come a little bit more rather than trying to have like this super controlled plan of everything that will happen in my life because truly you never know. So, okay. Sort of ripping off of that in a way, something I noticed recently that's sort of been building since March is that I realized that I would see a ton of people like socially. I would see so many people within a week or a night or a month, even, you know, you'd be seeing so many people and you'd think, Oh, I have so many friends. I'm so popular. (laughs) I'm so social, you know, but now I'm like, wait a second. It's so much harder to actually spend quality time with people. And I realized Mm -hmm. that there's people that I would see and maybe they're not really that important in my life. I don't know. Is that bad to say, but Mm -hmm. it's, 
No, not but at then all. I realized like there are people that maybe I would see and it would be like a brief kind of happy conversation at a party or whatever. And then now I've been able to, to see them and spend more time and actually form a real friendship with them because it takes more mm-hmm. effort because you really, and, and when you do see someone, you know, it's under such extreme circumstances that you really have to know the person and it's just a more meaningful. It seems like I've, I've formed more meaningful friendships with much less people, but I sort of don't miss a lot of the, the, the more superficial interactions, the obligations, you know, and the things that I would weigh so heavily on me, mentally on me, like, oh, I have to do this because that person was so important in this or that. And you realize like you're running yourself ragged and maybe not for all the most authentic, genuine reasons. And so to be able to kind of weed through a lot of that stuff and see what's important, I feel like has helped me to have a much healthier outlook on, on just all social interactions. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I've had a similar just experience with the with the people that have been in sort of my quarantine circle in my quarantine bubble. I have been I'm just like so freaking grateful and I tell my girlfriends this all the time like I am so grateful to you guys because I've really built this like strong group of women around me that like I know that as I move and find romantic relationships in my life, like I've built such authentic friendships and I am so close to my family that like, I'm going to be good no matter what. Like it almost makes me choked up because I'm like, damn, I can literally face anything, hiccups in my career or stresses in romantic relationships or whatever, because I've built myself such a strong support system. And I think that it has gotten even stronger in the past few months because I have had this more focused time with those people. Um, Yeah. I think when you, you know, it's, it's sort of like when you share a stressful time with people, you, I think you really form a bond. But can we just go back to yeah. your, did you just say datings? You were saying when you date, you start dating. Oh, and yes. Is there anything that you yes. need to, I would like to share with anyone? I, <laughs> like I definitely myself. think that, <laughs> no, I mean, you guys know I'm always single and ready to mingle. So um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that takes me. There's definitely some contenders, but... You guys will see if anything serious comes out of it for sure. I will update you. Yeah, I think that's it for today's episode, though. Um, Funny that you're cutting cutting off the episode right when we start talking about your dating situation. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys, you guys know if anything serious will come up. Trust me, I will be plastering it all if anything actually serious happens. So, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you got a little update on all things us. And I just know we haven't sat down and just chatted the two of us in a while. So I love this episode and I hope you guys did too. As always, find us on Instagram. DM us. We're usually responsive. So yeah, yeah I love you guys so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next episode. Yeah, that was fun, Kitty. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening.